Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself, while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women, or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host, Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach, and the founder of agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Today's guest is pretty much the very definition of a boss. She runs not one, but three different businesses, Boss Lady Events, where she hosts and manages Lux events and webinars, Boss Lady Media, where she offers graphic design and branding services, and my personal favorite being a pizza enthusiast, Sesame Pizza in Sydney. Jada, you're a very busy lady, so thank you very much for making time for us and welcome to the podcast. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. How exciting. I'm very excited. So to begin with, I would love to hear a little bit about your career journey so far. I'm curious about how you went from, I guess, working in customer service to running three businesses of your own. Yeah, I'm definitely the definition of a busy bee, but it started actually when I was 19, I bought my first business, which was like a side hustle. And it's just really developed from there. So I was juggling the corporate world. I was studying full-time at uni. And then I had a side business that done event catering. So I was in the hospitality slash events business um, in the very, very early days. And from then until now, I've actually owned and operated seven small businesses in all different industries. Seven, did you say? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's just, I tried all different things, you know, things that I love, things that I was interested in. Um, some of the businesses were really successful. Others went to shit. Um, some matters in my hands, others out of my control. And others were just because I, I got over it. I was like, you know what? I actually don't love this like I thought I originally did. Um, so I'm going to move on to what the next, thing, the next thing is. So it kind of just started then. I like fast-paced, high-pressure environments. My first job was at Macca's at McDonald's. So <laughs> Such a great starting ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They work you I'm hard, like, but... I still use the skills yes. from there, you know? Minimum wage, but like the best skill set, like yeah. for every job and any job, like so, I really, really support the McDonald's training system and the programs that they use and how they do it. Yeah. So I started sure. at McDonald's. I realized early on the things I like and the things I don't like. I'm not the sit behind the desk, nine to five type of chick. That's just not me. Um, I like to be in the, in the grit. I like to be under pressure feeling stressed because that's when I perform at my best. Amazing. There's so many great things that you just mentioned that I want to touch on. One is being, is, are you just naturally very entrepreneurial? Like, does that sort of run in your family? Like where, where do you get it from? Cause it sounds like you were kind of just born entrepreneurial. <laughs> um, I don't look for me. I don't even feel like that word suits me. I know yeah. that sounds probably a bit weird cause I've got multiple businesses, but it's just, yeah, I don't feel like that really fits what I am or who I am. In terms of business, um, you know, I love to do something and see reward in it, whether that's, you know, within my team or, you know, the thing that no one likes to admit is I actually like making money. I love making money um, and I love seeing other people make money and that's that would be definitely, you know, my overall 
yeah. example of, I wouldn't say I'm an entrepreneur or I'm entrepreneurial. I think it's just that like, I'm a hustler, I'm a go-getter. Um, I make shit happen and yeah, I push other people to, for them to make things happen as well. So I think it's more confidence is what I'm passionate about and going out and doing what you love to make money. Because at the end, end of the day, we're all wanting to make money regardless of what reason it's for, whether it's financial freedom or it's because you like buying nice things. But the end result is we want to get money. So I'm definitely, yeah. you know, motivated by funds for whatever reason that might be. And also as well, I'm, I'm motivated to help others and see them succeed, to push them to be better and do better because people don't have confidence. They, they struggle to get out of the comfort zone. They struggle to, to do the things that they, they really want to do. So yeah, I would definitely say it's, it's in the family. My mum is also the same, but again, it's not that she's an entrepreneur or anything like that. It's just that, yeah, she's born, she's born to, you know, make things happen and born to survive. Yeah. and thrive in the survival mode yeah so that's more of the hustler sort of very driven sort of thing and i want to yeah i think more it's more the, driven yeah yeah gotcha i want to touch more on the confidence thing in a bit but i'm curious i love the fact that you've tried lots of different business ideas some did better than others um yeah. how would you say how do you know when it's time to move on from an idea that is either not working or you're just not excited about and like maybe letting go of some of the guilt around that because i think a lot of people feel they just don't know when to let go because they feel like they've put all this yeah. work into something so how have you navigated that yeah uh being logical you know at the end of the day like as i said at the start you go into business to make money if it's not serving your purpose or B, it's not making you money then you probably shouldn't be doing it because you're not going to excel and you're not going to be able to impact you know your clients for example with the product you're selling or the service that you're offering if you're not if your heart is not in it and you don't have that passion and love what happens is a lot of people get emotionally attached to their business which i understand i get that i really do um you know my businesses i'm emotionally attached to because it's been so many years but if they weren't making me money or you know i was not in a good place in terms of my mental health I think that the level of priorities and where they stand need to be the focus. If you're not feeling right and you're not serving your clients to the full potential or wanting to go above and beyond or not making money, then it's probably time to hang up the boots and try something else or pivot or change or just say, look, it's not working. Like there's no, a lot of people are fearful of saying, oh, it didn't work. Oh, I failed. But if you look at it as a failure instead of, you know what, that was a lesson. Let me take the lessons I learned from that business into the next one and make that one better. Maybe that's the one that will succeed. Not yeah. every idea yeah. works. And I am, you know, a perfect definition of that. I've had businesses that were seeing success, but I just wasn't, I wasn't there. I mentally wasn't there. I wasn't invested. I wasn't waking up motivated, ready to hustle, to make it happen. I was just like, yeah, it's working. It's good. Yeah. Mediocre. But there was no like drive, passion, love, like excitement that wasn't there. So I was like, okay, it's probably time I move on to something else because I'm not going to be able to push the people around me to be better. Cause I don't even want to be better in this business because it's yeah. working or it's, there's no motivation in it. So sometimes we just need to, you know, get over ourselves. I love that. <laughs> in the nicest of way. Um, yeah, no. That's something that I, I say a lot to clients. I'm like, you know, your ego is driving you at the moment or the pressure of society or pressure of social media. And it just, yeah, you got to get over it. You got to get over yourself and stop thinking, oh, 
but what about what people say about me? And it's like, what's well, relevant because you're not serving your purpose and that's not turning into financial. So it's probably time you move on. So yeah, I would definitely say it's, yeah, just, you, you know yourself, it's intuition. It's the numbers can't lie. It's black or white. It's working. It's not, you're excited or you're not. Yeah. I love that mindset. And I think with running your own business, like it's hard, like you don't have a boss, you know, breathing over your shoulder, making sure you get things done. So you have to be a hundred percent in it and passionate and motivated yeah. because you can only rely on you. So if you're oh, not, in it, then like, what no one else is going to be <laughs> exactly. And your team aren't going to be excited. If you have a team, I mean, if it's all you doing it, like, you know, if there's, yeah, exactly. Like it just doesn't work like that. And I want to talk yeah. about, I love that you mentioned that, you know, it has to be profitable as well. And that the whole point of having a business is to make you money. And do you think yeah. there's a bit of a taboo around talking about money and talking about the fact that you have, you know, you're motivated by money and you yeah. know, that's the point of hundred percent. People yeah. are fearful to say, actually, I want to make money. Actually, I would love to be making millions of dollars, especially women. I think it's especially like, women. It's women. like, yeah. It's like a taboo subject and you know, this is something that drives me. Like I get so like worked up because I'm like, yeah. just what drives you? Like I even ask my my team, like I had a meeting um with with my team at Boss Lady and at the moment we're only a team of, of her and I. So it's Taylor and I at the moment. Um with COVID, our other staff aren't working at the moment, they're just on call. So I said to Taylor, I said, like, let's be upfront and honest here. Like, what is it that is going to reward you? Like, do you want to work towards a reward together, whether it's going for a nice lunch or a day out, or would you rather me just give you a bonus? Like, what is it you're wanting? Tell me what you're wanting. Tell me what drives you because there's no point in me buying you a great gift or taking you for a beautiful lunch if you're like, well, I'd rather get the bonus. Yeah. It's that's not going like, to drive you to perform. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like the love languages, you know, like, I love the love languages. Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah. But for business, for employees. Still go into the business though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They cross over in. Like I make all of my staff do the test when they start working with me. Oh, really? And then I make them redo the test. Two tests. One is the love languages, and the other one is the VAT test, is about learning styles. Yeah. So the best way for them to learn because they they can change over time. Mm, That's all. You can have a few as well. Like, but once you can have a couple, but the love languages are amazing because then you know how you can serve your team. Yeah, what is going to drive them? What is going to motivate them? Yeah, so if you haven't read it, I I cannot recommend it any more highly. Um, it's this is not sponsored by the way, just it's my (laughs) personal opinion. Yeah, it's Um, so helpful for every relationship in your life. Oh, yes, definitely. Like, even with my husband, the same. It was really helped in our relationship, even friendships, and also within my business. So you can take it into all aspects of life, the love languages. Yes, it's fun. It's interesting to see what you are. And I love that. What's your love language? So mine is acts of service. Yeah, and so it's like making me a cup of tea. And yeah, do you prefer to do that for others as well? Like I find people, your love language also tend to be the the way you show your love. Like I'm words of affirmation, being a writer. So I like other people to also give me words of affirmation, but I give it too, you know? (laughs) And you're doing a really good job. Keep it up. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I feel so validated. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. So going back to your career journey, I guess, how old were you when you started your first business and what was that very first one? Oh, it was the catering business? Yeah, that was the catering business. So I was 19 at the time. 
Um, and my mum actually owned the business, if I'm being honest. She owned the business and she was like, I'm going to sell and I'm going to sell the business to you. And I was like, what? What? And she's like, yeah, I'm selling the business and you're buying it. And I was like, I don't like, oh my God, like, I don't know. Like I was in shock and she's like, no, there's nothing to worry about here. You're getting it. You know it. You're running it. It's your business. This is how much it's going to be. We're not even going to negotiate. It's your business. So my mum actually sold me my very first business. She pushed me into it. Um, but I feel that that really set the tone on going because it was forever looking at business opportunities and ideas. And I was, I was doing that already. Like even when I was young, like 16, 17, I was looking and I wanted to buy, I wanted my mum to buy Max Brenner cafe. Mm, and I was like, I'm going to save up all my money and I'm going to buy Max Brenner. And I found out that they don't franchise. So I was a bit upset. Yeah. Yeah. So I was already thinking about that really early on. Um, and it's a bit cliche, but when I was young, I was always like wanting to do chores. Like I want to try to get $5 or, you know, like I was being enticed to do this and I'll give you $5. So I already knew it at a young age and my mum seen at a young age that I was driven by, you know, money. Yeah. So because I think that's when it starts. It starts when you're young and then you just take it throughout your life. Yeah. It's never just about money though. It's not money for the sake of money. It's like what money no. can give you. Like, and that means something different to everyone. Like for me, money means freedom. It's like the ability of to course, travel. Yeah. It's security. It's not having to like security bank balance when I buy groceries. It's not about yes. the amount. It's about yes. what it can afford you. Really. What it brings. Yeah, exactly. And I actually had a, a friend of mine. He, he was talking to me a little while ago about this book that he was wanting me to read that he recommended. And the book is about, it's about this book. I wonder if I've got it here. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to read it. And I bought the book and I'm like set out to read it. And in the book, I've only started reading it because it's, it's really hard to get into, but he's like, you have to read it. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I keep coming back to it. But anyway, the, the point of my story is that in the book, it talks about um, that, the, that money is not evil. It's that it makes people feel that become evil by, by what they do with it. Mm. The that perception in society is that you set put it perfectly. You know, it's not that we we're greedy and money hungry. It's that we're wanting money so we can have the freedom to buy those groceries without being stressed. Help other people that are in need. You know, like I know I've got a young girl that works for me at the moment. She's just signed up in the pizza shop for a traineeship. Beautiful girl, so much potential, and we're we're supporting her at the moment to put her through TAFE and and you know excel in her career, etc. And she, she works for us, so she's doing a traineeship. But if we weren't in a position where we had money, we wouldn't be able to provide to her and support her and give her a chance because she is such a great young girl and she does have so, so much potential, but she just doesn't have the financial support to do that. If we didn't have a business that was doing well, we wouldn't be able to provide her with that support. So it's exactly. being able to do good things with the money you get and helping others and being financially stable and secure. And, you know, when your friends or family are in need, you can be the person, you know, if you are in a good position to help. It's, it's not always about buying luxury bags and buying a great car and living in a beautiful house. Like it goes deeper than that. So I think that the perception of money needs to be changed and what people are doing with it. It's, it's mindset. It's, you know, your thought and your pattern of, of what money can do. Yeah, exactly. And when good people have money, good things happen. When bad money, bad things happen. But you know, exactly. I think more of the world's good people need to hold more of the wealth. And like you say, you can invest yeah. in other good people. And then you know, the exactly. effect is always going to be positive. 
Do you have any tips for working on money mindset for people who maybe have these blocks around money? Like, oh, you know, I don't deserve it. Like, it's usually based on what we've grown up hearing. Like, yeah, yeah. Have any tips for how people can work like on that if they're not that way naturally inclined? Be super thrifty, right? And when I say that, I mean me. When I go to the grocery store, I don't buy anything unless it's on special. So simple things like that. Stop buying a coffee out every day. Invest in a coffee machine. If you're drinking coffee every day, buy yourself a coffee machine. You yeah. can get a coffee machine from 100 bucks in the local supermarket, and it's a decent one. I've actually got it. Yeah, it um, helps so much. Be more smart with your money. Like what people do is they're wasting money on bullshit. Like to put it plain and simple, they're wasting money on things that aren't relevant. Like 10 pairs of jeans in their wardrobe. What do you need 10 pairs of jeans for? Have one yeah. or two pairs that aren't the same, that you can switch between. I'm seeing a lot as well lately with people shopping, you know, online shopping and sneakers and buying handbags. And it's like, well, why are you buying those things that you can't afford to impress other people that you don't even know? That, what, this is one of the things that really, really gets me rubbed up the wrong way because buy things that you need now. And later on, when you're in a good position and you've made good financial decisions, then you can buy the things that you want. Why? Because you're in a position where you can buy them and you can afford them. They're not on credit card. They're not on payment plans. You're not saving up for six months. So I think it's just every day getting, getting money to be a positive. Yeah. Understanding that it's not evil and it's not a bad thing, but you need to be responsible to take those decisions into your own hands and be responsible with your own income and make better decisions with them. If you're going to be saving $20 a week, save that $20 a week every week don't say you're going to do it and then say oh but I really like those shoes or that top or that bag or whatever and then buy it or all the subscriptions is another one that kills me I've got Shopify I've got um, Spotify I've got Netflix I've got Stan I've got what it adds up why yeah like it adds up so quickly like who is watching Stan and Netflix at the and Foxtel at the same time yeah I want to know (laughs) And if they so didn't, they would have more time to earn money. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's definitely um, being more thrifty, like watching where you're spending your money and delegating it into certain areas and making responsible decisions about what you're spending it on based on your budget, based on your financial position. Yeah. I think it's being in, like figuring out what your values actually are with money. Like what do you care about spending money on? What actually makes yes. you happy? And being more yeah. intentional about spending having it be in alignment with that and not just like buying something because you saw it at the shops or because like you saw some influencer on Instagram wearing it. No, what actually makes you happy and that's where you're spending your money. The product based businesses are not going to be happy with what we've just said. (laughs) Hey, but you know, they have people, every product based business has someone who really needs their product and is going to like make a difference. Like I, I'm not a huge online shopper, but if I'm a very I. like, I know what I want. If I see it, like, I know I'm like, yes, I need this, but I'm not like an yeah. impulsive shopper. Like, I'm I know what my values are ever. and what I'm going to use and what I'm not going to use. And then, yeah. but if it's not that, then I'm not interested. So I think when you get really clear yeah. on that, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And I want to talk about perfectionism. So I'm very interested <laughs> to know your surname is perfect. Do you ever feel pressure to be perfect by name and nature, having such a surname? <laughs> um, no, actually, I don't. And the reason why I don't is because I'm confident in who I am. 
And I just want to stress that confidence, you're not born with it. You teach yourself to become confident. And that's a lot of the thing that I hear these days as women like, oh, you know, I hate myself. I'm fat. I'm feeling like this. And it's like, well, there's issue number one, how you're speaking to yourself. So I think with being perfect, people in their mind think that it's physical. For me, it's about inside, like mm. with obviously, you know, being perfect or whatever it is, that whatever your idea is of that, it's about me, it's really important that I'm a good person. Mm. And, and for me, a good person is someone that, you know, goes above and beyond and cares and shows, shows that they care and gives people value. And even just friends and family, like outside of business, my personal values are that people look at me and go, she's a good person. Like, She'll literally do anything for you, you know, whatever she can do, she will do it. So if you become comfortable and confident within yourself and develop yourself and your idea of a good person, I feel like in your own mind, you become perfect because you're being the perfect person that you want to be. So for me, it comes down to personal values and it comes down to teaching yourself to be a confident woman within yourself. If you're not confident within yourself, you will never be satisfied with who you are, even as a person, with how you look, with how you feel, with what your emotions are, or with your capabilities as being a businesswoman, because you're not confident. You can't deliver on that promotion. You can't deliver on, deliver on the pitch. You can't lock in the contracts, sell the product, because you don't have that confidence in yourself. So it definitely comes back to being confident and working on your confidence. Affirmations, vision boards, self-talk, so many things, not tearing yourself down, unfollowing anyone that just doesn't rub you up the right way. I don't care if it's the most motivating celebrity superstar. If you're looking at that content and feeling like I'm less of a person, I'm not like that, unfollow, get rid of them because they're not actually contributing to you, your mental health or your confidence positively. And the truth is, is that's not going to eventually turn into a successful business or a successful businesswoman or a successful product because you're constantly doubting yourself and your abilities as a woman. So in my eyes, I don't want to say I'm perfect because I'm not, um, but in my, in my own mind and in my own heart, my intentions are perfect because I set out with the right intention to do the right thing and to, to go in with, you know, positive thoughts and feelings to, you know, contribute to people's lives in a, in a good way. So so no, I wouldn't say I do, but with having perfect as my last name, um, it's definitely something I hear all the time. They're like, oh, oh, are you perfect? Oh God. Or they're like, oh, that suits you because you are perfect. And I'm like, well, it's actually how we vision ourselves. It's actually how we see ourselves. So yeah. So yeah, I hope that answered that. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective. I love that you say, because I don't believe perfection actually exists. I talk about this all yeah, the time. Yeah, neither do I. It's subjective. It's different for everybody. But I love that you say basically that you're, you know, if you're living up to your own values and you're always doing the best you can with what you've got, then that is perfect. Because and you know, without being enough, like just as you are, it's not about like trying to be anything other than what you already are. So I love that, and I love the actionable tips you gave. I think another big one for confidence is like getting out of your comfort zone because the more you do things that you think you can't do and then you do them, then you realize, oh wow, I'm actually capable of so much more. Are there any times that come to mind for you, like big occasions in your life where you've had to like push yourself out of your comfort zone and start before you were ready and have come out stronger the other side? Um, two occasions come to mind. The first one is definitely when my mom forced me to buy her business. Yeah. 
And it was funny because I was already running the business and doing everything. It was just that she was the owner. Mm. So I wouldn't have kind of stepped into that role if she hadn't said, well, you're buying it. That was the first thing. The second time was another time. Again, it's always my mum. She's a pusher. I'm telling you, she pushes you. But for the I push other things, like... that's what I do for a living. <laughs> um, the second time was I actually was going to Thailand for a holiday. And the night before, I don't know why, but my sister hadn't checked her passport. And we're actually from overseas. I don't know if you can hear sometimes in my accent, like it's not 100% Aussie. Like some words I say, it's Scottish. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll probably I hear it now. Time. Yeah, now I've said it, you'll be like, yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, we were going to Thailand, my sister and I, for a holiday. And for some reason, my sister didn't check her passport. At this time, we weren't Aussie citizens. We were, we were residents, but we're not citizens. So she checked and she actually seen, oh, shit, my passport, is, it's got no re-entry visa. And I was like, what? So I actually had to go to <laughs> Thailand for one week by myself God. and I was like out of my debt but it was the best experience and since then I've traveled all around Europe I've gone overseas so many times on my own from that one experience where I was like oh my god I'm so I'm like fearful for my life because I don't know what to expect I'm in a foreign country I don't speak the language and I'm literally alone so that would be the second time where I was like doesn't matter I've got to make I've got to step in and, and be a confident woman at this moment because there's no one else here to help me or push me or tell me I need to be it. So yeah, there's been heaps of times, but they're probably the big ones was, you know, take, being forced to take that leap for my first business. And then the second one was probably personally where I thought, you know, I need to be, be my own person and, you know, nothing pushes you more than being on, going on a holiday alone. Cause you're forced to meet people, talk to people, go over, introduce yourself, say hi, make friends, be comfortable. You make all the decisions. So yeah, they would be the two biggest, um, the, the, the biggest times that come to mind. If yeah. we're talking about business-wise, I would definitely say it was when I started doing my events with Boss Lady, Boss Lady events, because my very first event was only six people and I reached out to them through friends of friends or through my husband's partner, uh, my husband's friends, their partners. And I literally was like, hey, we're not really friends, but we'd love for you to come along to this lunch for a chat. They all came. And then after that, it was going public to like open to the public where at my, my first public event, that wasn't invitation to strangers buying tickets. I, I actually didn't know anyone. So it was just putting myself out there saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing, putting out content and then yeah, actually bringing it to life. So that was a massive stepping stone as well, because I literally knew no one. I had actually never done events before. Um, and I was trialing things. I didn't know what to expect. So yeah, definitely those would be the three stages, three times in my life, um, two in business and one personally where I've been like, wow, okay, I'm actually doing this and I have to do it. Yeah. There's such great examples because they're like, you have to be resourceful. You have to think on your feet. You have to be yes. independent. So yeah, I think they're Controlled. all examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. And Talk me through how you juggle three businesses. So what does an average day look like for you? Are you sort of doing your media and event stuff during the day and the pizza stuff at night or like, how does it all work? So pretty much that's it. Um, so eight to five or eight to four, I'm, you know, boss lady events, boss lady media. And then five to 10, I'm Mrs. Sesame at the pizza shop. 
So that's how I juggle it. Keeping in mind that I do have teams that support me and are behind me. Um, in the very early days, I, I didn't have that with Boss Lady, um, but I do have a team now that I can get support from. So with the graphics and the creative side of things, I actually don't do that. It's actually my um, one of my team members, Ayla. She looks after all of our you know, social media clients, graphic design, web design. She does all of the creative side, um, but it's under my brand. So she's an employee by me. It, it is consulting and the relationship is mine, but I delegate it to members of my team. When it comes to the events, for example, I've got my sister, Sasha. She works for me as well. And she handles things like, you know, event execution, um, meeting up with suppliers, um, working with the venue, etc. So for me, most of the time I'm with clients, like one-to-one, -one. like usually I'm doing video chat meetings um, or group workshops previously prior to COVID. Um, but for me, it's pretty much, yeah, I'm not eight to, eight to four, I'm with the team or consulting clients. And then at five, I go into the pizza shop and I'm actually making and flipping pizzas. I'm, I work in the business there as well as on the business. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just about delegating. I think, you know, to grow, you need to delegate and you need to find the right people in your team. And I just have my set times. I've got the time when I've got the gym booked in. I've got my dogs being walked booked in and just organizing, being organized on top of things. Obviously things can go wrong, but having backup plans for when they do as well. As business owners, we become professional problem solvers. That's literally what I do. <laughs> we are professional problem solvers. So yeah, most of the time that, that's, what it would look like. At the end of the day, for me, um, it changes all the time. At locations, I'm meeting clients, I'm doing coaching, um, I'm going to venues, I'm starting venues, I'm doing meetings with people that want to work with me or I want to work with them, or it's, it's always different. But you could look at it as office job is, you know, the, the eight to four and then in the pizza shop, five to ten. Yeah. And what you kind of already touched on this but what are your sort of non-negotiables to stay sane and organized like whether it's you know a diary or an app you use to plan your schedule or just like yeah. i guess self-care activities or things you do for yourself to like yeah. fill up your own cup um i think it's routine for me it's just every day like last night i went to bed at like nine o'clock so i told my husband like i'm gonna go to bed early i'm gonna shut off my laptop i'm not at the shop i'm just gonna go to bed super early that like never happens yeah. So for me, that's like, a, like, I was so excited. Like last night I had 11 hours sleep. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> You're glowing. So, no like, wonder. <laughs> glowing. Yeah. Um, so I love getting, like I have to have the seven to eight hours sleep a night, even if that's changing and pushing clients to later on in the day or going to bed early or whatever it might be. That's definitely non-negotiable. I also wake up in the morning and I have a morning routine. So they're trying to wake up at six, seven o'clock in the morning. I gave that up a couple of years ago because it just wasn't, it wasn't doable with getting home at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night from the pizza shop. So now I've got an 8.30 wake up. So I've pushed my wake up time to later. And then when I wake up, I've got that one hour to like get organized. So I do like affirmations. I have a bit of a cuddle with my dogs. I sometimes stay in bed for 10 minutes. I get up and I do yoga for two about 10 to 20 minutes every morning and then I eat breakfast before my day begins so that's like non-negotiable um that's just what happens if I can't do any of if I can't get breakfast then I would need to give my sister a call and be like hey I didn't eat can you drop me food prepare me food or whatever so it's really good that I can leverage with her or even my mum's great as well um 
So that would definitely be one of them. The other thing is as well is when I'm in the car, I actually prefer to drive to work alone. So if I'm driving from like a job or whatever, I'll try to schedule time in there where I'm actually alone and I can just be like in silence or I love jazz music and run around me hates jazz music. So I put on some classical jazz and I just relax and I just try not to think about anything um, while I'm obviously driving from A to B or I put on some really motivational songs and I just car karaoke. Yeah, I love that. It's a very unconventional self-care activity, but I love it. It works for you. It works for me. But yeah, it's all different things. But yeah, definitely I have to, I train as well. I go to the gym a couple of times a week. So I have to do that. If I do not train, like mentally, I'm not okay. So definitely sleeping and, and definitely training, going to the gym. And then the, the early morning routine is really important. Yeah, amazing. And I hear a lot of business coaches these days say, you know, give advice, like focus in and just do one thing and like niche. Um, <laughs> and I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, do you ever feel the pressure to do just one thing or is that just, you know, it's just not how you go, how you, how you do it. It's just not my style. No. <laughs> it's just not my style. Like even at the moment, um, nothing's happened, but even at the moment, like my husband and I, we've been looking for another business. We're like, what can we do? What can we uh, we're really, we love the real estate market. So we're very like invested in real estate and we love, you know, checking out what's happening in the market. I go look at properties every weekend with my mom, rentals, homes for sale. So I can't, I just, no, nah, I'm not that just do one thing, focus on that one thing. Um, I think it just depends on who you are. If you're, if you're a busy, you know, let's say you're a mom that's super busy, that's, you know, juggling wife life, being a mom and working and then starting a side hustle. I probably wouldn't encourage you to go and start two side hustles because mm. you're already overcommitted. Yeah. You know, um, with me, it's, it's very hard because I'm a different type of personality and I'm very invested in each element of the business. Like with our pizza shop, my husband's been there for eight, for 19 years this year. Wow. So he's been there for a long time. Like he knows the business back to front, even me. That's when I started boss lady, I had been in the business for, numerous years because I got made redundant um, in the corporate world and I, I know the business back to front now that's why a couple of years ago I started boss lady because I said to my husband I said babe I'm bored like I need to do something more because I, I've got the pizza shop it's running it's making money it's doing well that's good I hope that continues um but I'm like I, I, I can do that with my eyes closed now we've delegated certain things out to members of the team like it's only really us being as even being there is probably not needed but because it's We've been there for so long again we are emotionally tonight emotionally connected to the community and to the business because it's been such a long time like i've been there for eight eight years my husband's been there for 19 so we're really just going in to show face and also as well because that's what we do like we enjoy it we like yeah. it it's a, it's like it's a social event i know that sounds bizarre no, Every customer that comes in there, <laughs> they're like our friends we know their life they know our life you know what i mean like we'll be having a, like a bit of a tiff and the customer's like tiffing today. And we're like, oh, I'm like, I want to kill him. Don't <laughs> even look at me. You know what I mean? So like our customers know us, they know us as our personalities. Like we had so many customers come to our wedding. So with the niching in, I would definitely say maybe niching at the beginning, but once you've got a team and it's going successfully delegate out to the right person and continue to grow. Cause if not, you will stay in the same position, doing the same thing, earning the same amount of money ongoing yeah you can't grow if you're just doing the same thing forever even if you rise your prices yeah i get it rise your prices you'll make more money but 
implement new things, pivot, keep it exciting, keep it moving. It, it might not even be that you're starting another business, but it's that you're adding in an extra element of a service or a product yeah. within the business. So I say try to do it all, um, but mental health needs to be the priority. And obviously, of course, your family life is really important, whether it's your husband, your partner, your best friend, your kids, whoever it is, uh, that needs to be one of the, the most important aspects because without them, what is life really? What is life alone? It's nothing. It's shit. No reason to live, you know? So well, in my, that's my opinion personally. Um, so yeah, I think niche in at the beginning, see what you do well and then see, listen to your audience and what they need. Very similar to me with Boss Ladies. I started off just doing events and then I incorporated business coaching and workshops. And then from there, I incorporated Boss Lady Media, which is creatives, graphics and social media. So I was listening to what my audience wanted and needed. So I became available and offered those services. I already had Taylor working alongside me. She's already doing all of that in my businesses. Why would I not service that out to other businesses? Just wouldn't make sense. It's silly not to. Yeah, yeah. So listen to your clients. See what it is that they're needing. And that's when I would suggest expanding or pivoting or adding in additional services or products when the need is there when they start to ask for it or you feel that they need it, but they just don't know that they need it yet. So my answer would definitely not be the standard, what normal coaches say, just do one thing and focus on that one thing ongoing. It would be do that one thing really well. And once you've perfected it, then move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's great. And that's what I've done in my businesses. Yeah. That's literally what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Smart approach. Awesome. And what's next for you? What are you excited about right now? Actually doing events again. COVID, like, giving us more opportunities and not saying no to everything. So, yeah, that would be amazing. A bit of a, a, a tactic topic, um, so I don't want to go into it too much. But, yeah, definitely getting our events going forward. Uh, we're moving into a different direction this year in terms of our marketing and social media. We're going to be pivoting the platform to be even more personal and giving more value. Uh, we've got a marketing coach that's come on board um, that we're working with and, and she is going to be helping us move the business into a stronger, um, more valuable direction and also as well providing more support and value and content for, for the gram as we love it mm-hmm. uh, and, and just supporting our community, you know, giving as much value as we can and supporting them because at the end of the day, like we're nothing without the community that we've got. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not needed if we don't have our community. So just listening to what they need. And I know that, you know, my beautiful ladies in the community need events because I hear it every single day my DMs or people get my phone number and they call me, when, when are you going to be doing one? They're panicked and stressed, which is really upsetting for us because that's all that we want to do. We, we want to do the events. It's just been really hard with COVID. So going forward this year is definitely going to be, yeah, moving to more support online more marketing more content more value being given and also as well hope hoping for more events even if they're at a smaller scale um because obviously we've, we've gotten to the big numbers now which has caused a lot of restrictions with covid so just working around that and seeing what we can obviously you know bring to the table but but yeah it's all exciting and every year is is more exciting and this is a different thing as yeah. well so definitely taking it um one month at a time not getting too ahead of ourselves but yeah i'm really excited for what's coming and all the support and love that we can give it's really good yeah amazing and where can everyone find you online uh so online our website is thebosslady.com.au so that's got everything in one and also boss lady events on instagram and facebook 
or if they're wanting to, they can also follow my personal account, Jada underscore perfect. Or last but not least, if they're hungry and want a pizza, at Sesame Pizza. <laughs> Love it. Jada, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your business smarts and savviness and your realness. I love chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Em. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks for listening to the Girl in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review. You can also check us out over on agirlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girlinprogress. Can't wait to see you there.